You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shem and 5781, 2021. This week's parsha is Parsha Matos and Masay. And at the very beginning of our parsha, we have the concept of Nadarim. Nadarim are vows. And as we'll see in the Medrash, we have vows and we have oaths. We have a Nedar and we have a Shvuah, both of which involve using the name of Hashem, making a proclamation, making a commitment, and in so doing, involving the name of Hashem. And we need to understand, what is this proclamation? What is this commitment? What does it mean to involve the name of Hashem? And before we get to the Medrash, which teaches us a very profound idea, just in the simple pshat, in the simple understanding, the concept of a vow, the concept of an oath that involves the name of God is a statement that just as God is real, just as God is true, there's nothing more true and more real than the existence of Hashem. He is the compelling force of all reality. He is the life force of all reality. His name, Yudke Vavke, represents the fact that He brings everything into reality, as we read about in Parshas Bracious. God brought everything into reality in Genesis. So too, what I am saying is true. Just like God is true, what I'm saying is true. And I commit myself fully as God lives. That's, the, that's, how the, that's what the person says in the oath or in the nether. He commits himself as God lives. As God is the, the soul, the, the force, the, the soul force, the life force of reality. So too the person makes a commitment. Now the Medrash tells us something very important when it comes to using the name of God in this way. And we need to think about it in other terms as well, as we'll, we'll soon see. Moshe spoke, Moses spoke to the heads of the tribes. When a person shall make a vow to God. Okay, so it involves the name of God. Or it, perhaps it's being said, Speaking to God, the verse says in Jeremiah, <coughs> and the Marzu points out that our piece in the Medrash, in its Makor, in its original source, also speaks about, it mentions first in Adarim, and it also elaborates and speaks about Shavuos, oaths, which is going to be the main subject here. The verse says in Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 2, and you, and you shall swear, by the life of God, in truth, in justice, and in righteousness. When it comes to making an oath, so we need to have these three components. The person who makes an oath, you can't just mention the name of God. You can't just make a promise or swear that something is true. right? Where do we find the concept of a shvua, of an oath? When a person, let's say, is brought to court, and they, one person says, I owe the money, or the other person says, I don't owe the money, etc. So, sometimes oaths are involved. A person is able to get out of his chiyuv, get out of his obligation by making an oath, by swearing in the name of God that what he's saying is true. God says to the people of Israel, Don't think that you can swear. Don't think that you can make an oath with my name, even if you're saying something true. The only way to say an oath, to make an oath, to swear in God's name, 
is if you have these three midas, these three character traits, which are MS, truth, mishpah, judgment, with staka, righteousness. Let's see what they are. The first is truth. What is the concept of truth? Truth means that we fear God. What does it mean to fear God? Today in our society, fearing fearing anyone is not uh, is not uh, call it politically correct. But that's not the ancient wisdom of the Torah does not condone that type of thinking. Rather, there's an obligation to fear God. There's an obligation to fear our parents. There's an obligation to fear those in authority. To fear our teachers. In order to, to, to be able to make an oath with God's name, the first thing that a person has to have, the first attribute that a person must include within himself is the idea of being called a Yirei Elikim, one who fears God. You take it seriously. Life is serious. It doesn't mean you can't have fun. But it means that you take seriously the word of God. Avram, Yosef. Who do we see that... Who do we see that had this attribute of fear of, of God? These three individuals, Abraham, Job, and Joseph. Avram, Abraham, the verse says, I know that you feared God. God saw in the actions of Avram, of you know, Abraham's actions, that he, feared, that he is someone who fears God, who wants to do what's right, because he has a respect, a profound respect for the Word of God. We also find in regards to Job, he's referred to as a, as a good person, a straight person, someone who fears God. Joseph said about himself that he feared God, and clearly he was someone who feared God. He didn't fall into the trap of Potiphar's wife. He wasn't interested in being with another man's wife, heaven forbid. He fears God. The concept of fearing God means that I don't want to sin, I don't do, want to do something that's wrong. I respect what's right. I have a profound respect and commitment to what's right. Someone who has that first midah, that's the first attribute that a person has to have in order to be able to make a vow, to use God's name, to, to, to make an oath. This is the concept of fearing God. The second attribute is that we need to serve God. The verse, this is a verse in Devarim, Perak Yud Pasuk Beis. This verse in Deuteronomy also speaks about the concept of a shvu, of, of an oath. So we're quoting here the verse in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 20. It refers to the fact that you need to fear God, you need to serve God. What is the idea of serving God? It means that your focus is the study of Torah. What does it mean that my focus is the study of Torah? It means that what I care about is serving God. My mind is not involved in all the other myriad uh, involvements that a person could be involved in and could think about. My mind is centered on how can I serve God? In order to understand how to serve God, I need to learn His Torah. And that's the main thrust of a person's day. That's the main point, the main actions, the main uh, iska. Asek that he's involved in. Then the Basak says, You need to attach yourself to God. How do you attach yourself to God? It sounds like it's something that's physical. It's not possible. Furthermore, even if you say maybe it's in a spiritual way, but God is a, a consuming fire. 
So what does it mean to attach oneself to God? First, like we said, a person needs to fear God. Second, like we said, a person needs to serve God, be involved in the study of Torah. And third of all, a person needs to attach himself to God. How does one do that? By marrying off your daughter to a person who is a Torah scholar. A person benefits the Torah scholar. He, he does business with him. He gives him stuff to sell. If you have these character traits, if you have this ability, you have these, these things are your focus. I'm focused on learning. I'm focused on what does God want from me. I'm focused on attaching myself to those, to other people also, who are interested in serving God. So, so then, then you can make an oath. You can use God's name. But if not, you can't. If not, you can't. You can't make an oath. You can't make, you can't take God's name in an oath. All you care about, as the Eitz Yosef says, a person, a person can make an oath because all he cares about is his money. He wants to get his money back. Or he wants to not have to pay money. That's a very poor reason to use God's name. A person mentions God's name. What is the idea of mentioning God's name? What is this fear that we're talking about? It's a recognition of what reality is. What is my relationship to God? If I'm mentioning God's name, I recognize something about God. I recognize who He is. I recognize He's the life force of reality. It's a machayev. It obligates me. It obligates me. So if I'm using God's name to get money, I'm just involved in my own asek, in my, in my own poor, pathetic needs. It's not an appropriate way to use God's name. However, the measure tells us, if the reason that I'm using God's name, hold on a second, before the reason, if I'm a person who kol kuloi is Kim fears God, my whole life is about serving God, the people who I involve myself with, surround myself with, are those who are interested in serving God. Then what's going to happen, says, explains the Yosef, what happens is, every time I use God's name, it's going to be used in a proper way. It's going to be a Kiddush Hashem. If I'm mentioning God, I'm saying, Baruch Hashem. Praise this God. Not just spitting out words. Not just, it's not just another way of saying, saying, I'm well, I'm good. Whenever I use the name of God, I use it with profound respect. Why? Because my life is a life of profound respect for God. The finishes off with a, with a chilling statement. Kate said, I'm sorry. There's a certain story with the king, Yanai HaMelech. He had 2,000 cities. They were all destroyed because people swore to the truth. They made an oath, which was a true oath. They swore things that they were planning to do, and they did it. However, the cities were destroyed. Why? People would make an oath. They would take God's name to say that they swear by God's name that they are going to eat pizza in a certain pizza shop. I'm going to drink a certain beverage in a certain place. They would go and they would fulfill their vow. They would fulfill their oath. They were destroyed. Why were they destroyed? 
Well, let's see the 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 finale. If a person swears truthfully, and the result is that they're destroyed, certainly if a person swears falsely, they'll be you know the, the results will be terrible. What is the idea? What is the measure coming to teach us? It's coming to teach us that if a person just drops God's name, whenever he feels like he swears, he makes an oath. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. But if a person uses Hashem's name and, and he's a person who everything that they do is called Kulay serving God, so then things are going to be good. So I learned this together with my son. As I've mentioned numerous times, I've been learning together with my son, the Medrash, that we end up sharing with all of you. And the question that I asked him, the thought that I wanted to try to understand, this Medrash tells us that the name of God is not to be taken lightly. We don't just say God's name whenever we want to. We don't just say it in the context of something which is mundane. And if we do, we have to approach it with intense respect. Intense respect. We need to have certain qualifications. But the thing is like this, every single day, a hundred times a day, we're enjoined, Chazal asks us to say brachas, to say blessings. Whenever we say a blessing, we use God's name. Blessed are you, O God, our God, King of the universe. Everything was created in your, in your word, with your word. We drink a cup of, of water. We have some breakfast. We go to the bathroom. We say, Asher Yotzar. We say, Shmon Esrei. We say the 19 blessings three times a day. We're using God's name constantly. Do we have this respect? Do we have this profound respect when we say Hashem's name? And this is a this is a difficult thing to do. This is a difficult thing to think about even because, you know, we say it all the time. And, and when something is murgal, when something is a habit, we, it's very hard to think about it. It's very hard, you know. You say all the time, Baruch Hashem, thank God, how are you, Baruch Hashem? Certain things that we say all the time, Bezrat Hashem, it's going to be good, things are going to be good, God, with God's help. When we say words all the time, they lose their meaning. That's just the reality. We're saying brachas all the time, and we don't necessarily think about God's name, but you see from this medrash, the profound respect, the profound importance of, of having certain qualifications in order to be able to use Hashem's name. So how does it work with the blessings? The blessings that we make, the brachas that we make every single day, a hundred blessings. Where's the respect? And so my son answered, Moshe Dov answered, which I think is very clearly the pshat. The Medrash says, the Mephorshim, the Yasef explains, that where is it a problem to use God's name in a flippant way, so to speak? Where is it a problem when it's being used in the context of something which is just my money. It's about my money. I mean, getting my money. Using God's name in that context requires extra respect. Extra qualifications. But using Hashem's name in a context which is by itself, the context itself is a Kiddush Hashem. The context itself sanctifies God's name. I might space out when I say bracha. That might be true. But the very words that I'm saying, and hopefully I'm going to say them maybe a little slower from now on, 
But the very words that I say bespeak the fact that this was created by God. Asher Yatsar, God fashioned me with all of the different parts, the amazing interplay between all the parts of my body, all of my organs, my internal organs, in order for me to be able to use the bathroom. What did it take? <laughs> what an amazing harmony. Hashem created all of this. The very words themselves bespeak Kiddush Hashem, a sanctification of God's name. Of course we should try to have Kavan. Of course we should think about what we're saying. Of course we need to respect the name of Hashem to the best of our ability. But we also need to understand that what the Medrash is saying at, at its core is that the context, the context itself where God's name is mentioned, the context is what matters. It's the most important thing. If a person is a tzaddik, if a person is righteous, if a person is a Yireli Kim, he fears God, if a person is Kol Kula, his entire involvement is in trying to understand God's will and to do God's will and to be connected to others around him who, who also do that. Then by definition, whenever he mentions Hashem's name, even when he says Baruch Hashem, even perhaps without thinking about it, it's a different Baruch Hashem than the person whose life is not that, whose mind and involvement is all about perhaps his financial matters, survival, whatever other physical involvements that he might have. When a person when a person is a good person, number one, the context of him using the name of Hashem, as we just said, is different. And on a deeper level, the person is called by who he is to approach God's name differently. So it's it's deep and it's profound. And on one hand it's a limutzchus. We need to you know, we say brachas all the time and we space out a lot because it's something that we say all the time. So it's important to know that our brachas have value. Our blessings, when we mention God's name, when we, when we say the tefillah, we say Hashem's name so many times, when we bench, we have bread, we say the grace after meals, we mention Hashem's name a lot. And yeah, we need to say it carefully. And yeah, we need to think about it. And at the same time, there's something powerful about what we're saying. What we're saying itself is a Kiddush Hashem. The fact that we're pausing to thank God for the food, the fact that we're praying to God and asking Him for, for our needs is a recognition that it's, that it's His. That He's the one who provides our needs. And so the mentioning of God's name in that context is powerful, no matter what. Because of what we're doing, because of the context, and maybe even because of who we are if we're striving to be somebody great, if we're striving for Yeras Hashem, if we're striving to be a proper servant of God, and to fear God, and to surround ourselves with those who also fear God. So that's the Pashup Shah. That's the, the first level, and the deeper level, of course, is to ponder. To ponder, to, to look at what the Medrash says. The Medrash says that when a person uses Hashem's name in a, in a mundane context, it causes destruction. It causes destruction. Yes, we need to draw God's name into even our mundane actions. But we need to be careful that it's not flippant. We need to be careful that it's done in a way where we're, we're really drawing spirituality into the mundane. 
and not pulling down our spirituality with the mundane. That's what this measure is saying. And so, we are given an opportunity to think about and to focus on who are we? Because one of the most powerful ways of changing the things that we do, which seem to be hard to change, the habits that we have, is by changing our concept of how we think about ourselves. Who am I? I want to be a Yari Hashem. I want to be somebody who fears God. I want to be somebody who sits and learns Torah, whose focus is serving God. I want to be somebody who's attached to others like that as well. When I change who I am, the context becomes different and the, the blessings that I say are going to memela. They're going to automatically change. When I mention God's name, it's automatically going to be a different kind of mentioning. And at a deeper level, it's a machayev. It needs to, it needs to cause me, it needs to cause me to make a commitment perhaps or just to be more cognizant of the fact that I'm using Hashem's name. I'm using Hashem's name. What's, my, what's the context? I'm using Hashem's name. I'm talking about God. I'm involving God in my life. I'm drawing God into my life. I'm admitting that God has created everything. I'm recognizing that all that I have is His. I want to bless you. And I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. That we should be able to have that chashivos, have that proper understanding and, and significance in our minds for the name of God. We should have the proper Yerushalayim, the fear of God. And our focus should indeed be on studying the Torah of Adis Hashem, serving God to the best of our ability. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.